With a multitude of NC State football players filling into new roles this season, we're asking the question, which players have the most to gain? You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, this is Kenton Gibbs, and this is Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to all who indulge. Kenton, today we're going to be discussing which football players have the most to gain this summer coming into the 2023 season. We're going to tackle these one at a time. We're going to start with yours first. Who do you see having the most to gain this offseason coming into the fall? Well, I, I wanted to say Big Cadillac Belton over there on the left side, but then I thought to myself, there is somebody more important in the trenches. There is somebody who needs to be better than him in the trenches, and that is Dylan McMahon. Okay. And I say Dylan McMahon because – the center is the only player on the team outside of the quarterback who touches the ball every play. There's not a single play in the game that the center does not get the job done. And let me tell you why that's super important. He needs to build a rapport with both quarterbacks in terms of them knowing when he snaps the ball, where is it going to be? If he's to be off a little bit, where is that going to be? What does that look like when I'm under center? What does it feel like? What does all that good stuff look like? It's It has to be a situation where that is important in terms of building a rapport and even moving beyond that in establishing that he knows all of the checks and calls. He has the ability to, as the center, look around the offense or look around at what the defense is bringing and assist the quarterback in making the calls or or – um, knowing what has to go on there. And he's got some big shoes to fill in Grant Gibson's shoes. And that, again, the offensive line looked abysmal with him at center last year. So, and that's not to say that Dylan McMahon is a bad player. It's to say that he was thrown into a tough situation in terms of being with quarterbacks three and four. On top of being with quarterbacks three and four, you're playing a position which you did not play at all in terms of, of playing center at NC State before that. And so he has the most to gain from this summer because if he takes leaps, strides, and bounds forward, it will make the entire offense, but especially that offensive line unit, and thusly our running game immensely better. Yeah, I, I like this pick here a lot because it is, you know, th- there is a lot to be said here with, uh, you know, the departure of Grant Gibson as he's been a cornerstone to this offensive line here for quite some time. And for Dylan McMahon to have to pick up a new position, which of course he, he got a little bit of a exposure to this as Grant Gibson experienced that injury so late in the year last year. But yeah, that's going to be paramount to what we're going to be trying to do on offense this year, implementing this new system 
And to, like you said, to snap the ball every play, we have a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of experience in doing so. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to you got to be able to solidify that position because if you don't, who knows where this season might take us. If we can't get the, the very first step of each play down correctly and with discipline, you just never know. And, of course, with also the departure of a Chandler Zavala, so Dylan's going to have a new guy to his left, whoever that turns out to be as well. So, yeah, I do like this pick. Um, I, I think, yeah, he certainly does have a lot to gain um, in my eyes. So, you know, as a former defensive lineman yourself, what do you look to exploit in a guy that you know hasn't had a whole lot of practice time or reps at a specific position? How important is it for him to pick this up quickly uh, in order to uh, succeed this year? Well, there's not a lot of continuity. There's yeah. there's not a lot of, how do I put this, cohesion. One of the things that offensive linemen, especially interior offensive linemen, need is cohesion. The tackles are a little different because most times in pass pro, tackles know they're going to be by themselves unless they're going against a, a superstar where they know, hey, you're going to have to help me out. This is a bad boy. Interior offensive linemen is a little bit different, especially at the center position. You know that for the most part, if they're not bringing a blitz or if they're not running a, a pass rush game, you're going to have help with the nose tackle. Or if they run two wide threes because it's third and long or something along those lines, I'm getting into the weeds of football talk here. Two wide threes means when you see two defensive tackles lined up very wide, like either head up on the guard or maybe a slight shade inside of that. But even then, the center has to go somewhere. They have to figure out where they're going. And so that's that's a huge part of that. And as a defensive lineman, sometimes what happens when centers don't have enough time to gel and do the work with their guards, with the guys to their left and their right, you can easily wedge their double teams. Their zone blocking is at different levels. Their kind blocks, they just don't really pick up on it right. And it's not just about me because as a defensive tackle, 99% of the time, until you get to third down where you get to have your fun, it's about the team. And so when you look at the third and long, by the way, when you get to have your fun, because if it's third and one, you got to do what you got to do. You, know, you got to put your big boy pants on and, and get a but What you look to do is take advantage of that, those slight differences in levels. Those like, I'll give you a perfect example of what I mean by that. Boston College, when they had Andre Williams, A.J. Dillon, all those guys back to back to back, you say what you want about Coach Adazio. That offensive line, them boys were in lockstep. They were everything they did. Their movements were, it was like synchronized swimming just in football form with 330-pound men. Every time that they were supposed to hit a combination and go up to the linebacker, they do so. They Or even if you did a great job and they both had to stay on you, they still found a way to make it extremely difficult on you to the point where either you didn't want to do it again or the next time it happened, they worked that block slightly differently to try to climb up to your linebacker. If you're playing against a center that doesn't have a lot of experience, even though you may have to eat that double team, you keep your linebacker free to fill a gap and make a tackle. Or if they're now afraid of your linebacker making the tackle and they leave too quickly, now it's freeing you up to go make the play. Because again, that that being in lockstep, and I'm not 
I think that Coach Anai runs much more of a gap scheme instead of a zone scheme to where it's not just, hey, watch everybody down the line, get them to go where they're already going and just find a hole. But with that being said, you still need guys to be connected, very connected in their movements and how they climb to the next level. And so, again, if you're a defensive lineman and you're saying, well, how do I exploit a team? If, if Dylan doesn't get better this summer, we'll see it in that there will be those moments where running in the A gaps and, and, and running in the A and B gaps will be such a tenuous, difficult time for us because our center, our guards aren't getting it done. Yeah, no, I actually love when you get into the weeds of football talk here because not only is, I guess, it's very informative to our listeners, but it's informative to me too because it's it's a lot of the behind-the-scenes X's and O's because, you know, the the sexy positions, the the running backs, the wide receivers, that's what gets all the attention. But in the trenches where they say the games are won or lost, that sort of gets lost in translation. So I love your expertise on this sort of thing, being able to shed some light on here, but – Dylan McMahon is your answer. I like that answer. Any any final words on Dylan here? And I'll, I'll say this. Dylan is also not only the loss of Grant Gibson, but like you said, Chandler Zavala as well. This interior offensive line needs to be not just like, you know, oh, Dylan McMahon is serviceable or Dylan McMahon has been good. He needs to anchor this thing. He needs to be a pillar of consistency and stability at that center position if we're going to do something special this year. Because I'll tell you, 99% of the time, teams that shock the world, it starts with the buffet busters. It starts with them. If we go back to that 2019 or what was it, 2021 team that was predicted to win five or six games and ended up winning nine, should have been 10. How did we do it? The offensive line was amazing. I want to say that was Big X senior year, correct? It was, or, yeah. He was phenomenal. There was a reason he was the first offensive lineman off the board or first offensive player off the board in his draft. There was a reason for that. When the offensive line is good, that is nine times out of ten where that shock the world thing comes from because the skill positions, they if you give a quarterback enough time, he'll find somebody who's open. If you give a running back, if you or I got back there at tailback, if you give us a hole that is about, I don't know, six feet wide on a on a football field, you or I could rush for, you know, uh, 110 yards a game. If I'm that's going for what 2K, we did. baby. Say what? I'm going for 2K. Hey, I love to hear. I love to hear. I, I love to hear the confidence, but I'm, I'm going to just tell you something. At the end of the day, if, if they open it up and present it in that way for us, if the offensive line is presenting it that way for our backfield, Michael Allen's going to have a great year. Jordan Houston's going to have a great year. Our freshman coming in going to have a great year. This is going to be a great year if we have an anchor in Dylan McMahon. That's a great answer. We're going to get to my answer for most to gain this summer in just a second. After a word from our sponsor today, Bird Dogs. As we mentioned several times before, Summer's here, y'all, and you have to be looking your absolute best when you are out and about this summer. The Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look and looking your absolute best. Bird Dog Shorts kind of do the same exact thing as a Lululemon-type short, but a much more comfortable, uh, you know, uh, coddling fit, I guess you could say. You feel comfortable. It's stink-proof. It's sweat-proof. You're going to be looking your best, feeling your best, 
all day, all summer long. So what you need to do is go to birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, so now it is my turn to share my player that I think has the most to gain this summer. I'm looking in the wide receiver room, and it's someone that I've talked about on here before when we've you know, fired off a couple hot takes here a few weeks ago. My answer is Porter Rooks, and I'll tell you exactly why. To have a guy like Porter Rooks that was so highly touted out of high school and to have his career numbers through three seasons now, 66 catches, 725 yards, and just one touchdown that he caught last season. So in his third year of playing, he caught his first touchdown. And I want to speak to how important it is that a player of his caliber is still here with us because he waited his turn. He waited. He has been waiting in the wings. He's been behind a Thayer Thomas, probably has some reps behind a Keon Lassane as well. But with those two guys, well, Keon is still here, obviously. Thayer's now working his way into the NFL, opens the door for Porter Rooks. And I mentioned his reputation coming out of high school, a four-star recruit, ESPN top 30 player, number six recruit in the state of North Carolina, the number 24 wide receiving recruit nationally. Nationally. That's that's a big-time resume for a guy that has not seen the field you know, an incredible amount here in three seasons. That will change this year. Robert and I is going to make Porter Rooks like look like a superstar. And Porter Rooks is going to seize the opportunity. He's quick. He can he can get going once he's got the ball in his hands. He's a great route runner. And you know, I mentioned his his I guess quick stat line. I still contend that that diving catch he had in 2020 at UVA, that's a touchdown. So I'm going to give him two touchdowns instead of one because I think that should have stood. But, you know, just real quick before I hand the, hand the baton off to you, Kenton, here, I, I want to speak to how um, his character here in sticking with this program, Absolutely. especially in this new era of Absolutely. NIL and the transfer portal, it would have been so easy for him to pack his bags and look for what he perceives to be a better opportunity somewhere else because you see that countless examples all over the country now and he is still here waiting for his opportunity he's going to get that opportunity and i think he's going to flourish in 2023 and let me take it a step further for you this guy in porter rooks we're talking about we've talked about the basketball team a lot of shots to put up we've talked about the baseball team a lot of at bats to to go around Well, let's talk about the football team. Who was the leading receiver on the team last year? Uh, Thayer Thomas. Who was the second leading receiver on the team last year? Devin Carter. Are either of those two going to be wearing red and white of NC State next year? Survey says no, they are not. There's a lot of receptions out there. There's a lot of receptions out there. And the thing that I find so fascinating about Porter Brooks is, I'm sorry, but I really don't care what the stats say. The eyeball test says he was always open in the scene. Mm-hmm. 
or mm-hmm. up to seam number one. And number two, I cannot stress enough how bad Tim Beck was at his job. <laughs> I promise you, if there is ever, when people say, what does failing forward look like? I swear to you, I will pull out a picture of Tim Beck's resume, the job that he had, where his teams ranked nationally, and what they did next. We played a Boston College team that was giving up an average of 30-some-odd points per game in the ACC. I want to say it was like 32 or 34, somewhere along those lines, until they came to Raleigh. And then all of a sudden, their defense became world beaters and we could do nothing with them. Mm, Ain't that interesting. I want to say we put up 20 points against them, which was the lowest amount that they had allowed all season by an FBS team. Mm. I cannot stress enough how bad Tim Beck was at his job. And I'm not exaggerating. I don't care if anybody says, oh, you need to let it go. He's gone now. I'm saying that to say, Porter Ricks, you're in a new system. Mm-hmm. You're in a system with a coach that knows how to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Baby, it's time for you to make a play. In, it's time in, for you to make a play. Like, like I mentioned a little bit, in an era where it seems like loyalty to a school or a program is kind of a fleeting concept, you have this growing story in Porter Rooks. Yep. And, you know, you, you hear all the time about guys – They've been here for three years, and they're just getting their opportunity, and now they're running with the opportunity. That's going to be Porter Rooks this year. And like I mentioned before several times in here, Robert and I gets the absolute most out of the personnel he has. Watch out for Porter Rooks this year. I said before, I had a hot take uh, earlier a couple episodes back. I said Porter Rooks is going to make either first, second, or third all ACC this year. I'm going to double down on that. He is going to make – first, second, or third team all ACC receiver this year. I think that is the type of breakout season we're about to see from Porter Rooks. And I, I want to reiterate what I said earlier in terms of there are a lot of receptions to be had here. Between Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter, our top two leading receivers, you, we are losing 82 receptions and um, 1,048 yards and six touchdowns. There is money to be made. There are plays to be made. There is everything that you could want as a receiver. All of it is right there. All of it is right there. In terms of if we're looking at our top five receivers overall, Daryl Jones. I believe Daryl Jones graduated, right? He did. He's he's gone. Okay. He's gone as well. And Jordan Houston is number five. So of our top five receivers, Keon Lassane, or our top five, um, our top five returning pass catchers last year, Keon Lassane is the only receiver returning. And you know who is right behind Jordan Houston? Take a while, guys. Porter Rooks? Mr. Rooks. Porter is. It's your time. Step into where step into the greatness that has been waiting on you all this time. Like I Absolutely. said, I Yes, there are players who have proven that they can excel in spite of of Tim Beck's play calling, but why should you have to? Why should you have to? Well, guess what? These players no longer have to. It's time. Go be great. Don't be good. Go be great, Porter. Mentioned this a couple times on, on Twitter. Hashtag let 
Porter Cook. Yeah. He's yeah. going to cook. You're going to see that a whole lot more from the uh, the Lockdown Wolfpack Twitter account. I can promise you that. But coming up next, we're going to discuss our NC State Mount Rushmore, which probably many of you have seen on Twitter this week. We're going to give our spin on it after a quick word from our sponsors. So, Ken, our NC State Mount Rushmore. Uh, I'll give mine first, and then I'll let you breeze through yours. My top four, I won't lie to you, it took me a little bit of time to try and get down to four, um, but this is what I came out with. Number one, Jim Valvano. Uh, Need I really say much more here? He's the most iconic figure in our school's history, probably the most iconic national title run in 1983. He's just the biggest figure we've ever had at NC State. All the you know, the SB speech clips that we see every single year, the V foundation that he started, um, their continued fight with cancer. There just simply isn't enough great, extraordinary things you can say about the man. So he is absolutely on my Mount Rushmore. Next, I have David Thompson. I don't think that you can make an NC State Mount Rushmore without the greatest ACC basketball player of all time. The Skywalker himself. The Skywalker. Absolutely. Debate your mother. Okay, he is the greatest ACC basketball player of all time. Tim Duncan, great player. Christian Leitner, great player. Tyler Hansborough, great player. Ralph Sampson, great player. David Thompson was better. Michael Jordan grew up a David Thompson fan. He's a Skywalker. He's the best to ever do it. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Number three, I have Phillip Rivers. Uh, I feel like this one's a pretty obvious one as well. It got omitted from some people's Mount Rushmore's. I can understand that. There's just so many options. But best quarterback in school history, the best NFL product that our school has put out. He holds nearly every passing record. You know, for a generation of fans around our age, Kenton, and then both Mm -hmm. younger and older, you know, when you think NC State football, a lot of minds go immediately to Phillip Rivers, you know, most, most of which is because of his extensive NFL career as well. But he lives and breathes NC State. He visits often. He speaks to the team often. He's been a great ambassador from the school. He's on my Mount Rushmore. And then last but certainly not least, you had to figure that coming from a baseball guy, he was going to make it on my Mount Rushmore. I have Trey Turner. He's arguably the biggest name to ever come out of NC State baseball. He's really started to bloom in the MLB over the last probably four to five years. He was, you know, more or less – Captain America on this year's World Baseball Classic team. He's been a great ambassador for NC State. You know, winning the uh, the World Series with the Nationals in 2019, you could see him partying in the locker room with an NC State football helmet on. Just so many great moments that he has provided with us over the years. Um, I know some of the new facilities coming into the Doak are going to have Trey Turner's name on it, which is very impactful for the future of NC State baseball. So, he is certainly on my Mount Rushmore. But, Kenton, let me hear yours. Who do you got? Well, of course, I mean, Jimmy V and David Thompson are two okay. that you you got to have. We It's self-explanatory. You know what yep. I mean? I don't think there's any way around that. But the next couple are where we're going to differ a little bit. Okay. Because, I mean, Tory Holt, not only, was, okay. not only was he a legend here, but you also got to throw in the fact that if you don't get Tory, do you get Terrence? who was an all-conference guy as well and, you know, went on to play in the league for my Detroit Lions and do good things for, for many, many years. Uh, an integral part of the greatest show on turf 
an absolute stud, one of the best guys to ever play the wide receiver position, period. Uh, he's got to go on that Mount Rushmore for me. And this fourth one was a struggle. It was a struggle because there are – you know that somebody's going to get left off. Yeah. You know that there are so many quality folks who deserve it. And and for me personally, when I think of Mount Rushmore, I don't just think of like, all right, who did – who won the most? Who did the most of this, the most of that? I look at who made the biggest impact. Every team around the nation in terms of women's basketball has a play for K game. And with that, with that being said, there is no way to not include K Yao and all that she has meant uh, to American society's battle against breast cancer and all that, that, you know, her foundation has been, there is no, no way to, to, you know, properly magnify and exalt all that she's done and all that her uh, organization has done in that regard. And, and so that would be my four. That would be, that would be my four for the Mount Rushmore. Again, it's, it's so many great athletes, coaches, administrators, all that, because trust me, if I could have an auxiliary Mount Rushmore, I would throw Mama D up there from the uh, from the football facility. If you don't know Mama D, you don't know NC State football. She is the woman at the front desk who is her words are always sweeter than your grandma's iced tea. An absolutely amazing person. You'd have Frank the Tank, the facilities manager. Every time you see him, he's got a smile on his face. He's fixing something. You got the equipment guys, um, Big Country, Jimmy, Smoke, all those guys. There are so many. Of course, you could say Thunder as well in there. Of course, you could say Derek Wittenberg and all that he's been to this universe. There are so many that even in trying to name the extras, I know I'm going to leave folks out. But the reality is this is a a we are a school that has very proud traditions and and a school that has so much. um, We have so many great athletes, coaches, administrators, all that come through here. You know, it's it's tough to narrow it down to four, but we did our best. And trust me, we know we left some great folks off. So y'all go to the comments and tell us who's in your Mount Mount Rushmore, because I promise you, uh, as far as I know, they aren't building new mountains. They aren't raising new mountains off the ground for us to to put uh, folks' faces on. So this is all hypothetical. This is all the four that we prefer. Tell us the four you prefer in the comments. Talk to us. It's, It's funny you mentioned an auxiliary Mount Rushmore I, I debated kind of bending the rules and put using some inanimate NC State figures. I thought about using our fight song on the Mount Rushmore. I love our fight song. I cannot get enough of it. I play it, you know, probably more than anyone should. And I also, <laughs> thought, I also thought about putting Howlin' Cow ice cream on my Mount Rushmore. As a massive ice cream guy, I you know, every opportunity I can get to get some Howlin' Cow in me, certainly do that. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Kenton, we're such a proud school with many traditions and, you know, always fighting to make more traditions, more figures in our, in our extensive history. Um, and it's, it's certainly hard to squeeze all of that into just four selections, but it just speaks to the, the greatness that the, our, you know, our respective four figures have uh, for this school, this university uh, in this city of Raleigh. So very, very fun uh, kind of idea to do. I, I like that that was kind of bouncing around I mean, social media all week and a lot of good answers from a lot of folks as well. 
let me let you in on something. Holla cow ice cream is so good. I am I am very lactose intolerant, and I will just take <laughs> I will just take the Pepto Bismol. I'll take the gas. It's worth it, man. Whatever it's I got to take. You know, they say that sometimes you got to go through pain to get to the pleasure. That's that's one of those things that I'm never gonna be too lactose intolerant for some holla cow. Okay, I'm 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 just I'm gonna just let you know. That's that's what it's gonna be. Okay, that's what it's gonna be straight up from the gate up until the day that I'm no longer on this earth. If Holly Cow has one fan, it is me. If Holly Cow has no fans, I am no longer with us. I'm going on to join the ancestors. You understand me? So, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't be mad at you if you did put on your Mount Rushmore. Hey, loud and clear, loud and clear. But happy Friday to all those listening. Uh, be on the lookout for some more NC State football recruiting news as we have another pretty large weekend of official visits coming into town. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, as always, for giving us a listen spending, you know, 25 to 30 minutes with us. We greatly appreciate all that do. As Kenton mentioned, throw your Mount Rushmore's in the comments. I want to see some more ideas of what you think or what you perceive to be the top four figures in NC State history. Tell a friend to tell a friend to keep hitting that subscribe button. I, I swear every time I look at it, it's a couple more, uh, you know, in the books. We, we get a little bit higher every time I take a glance at it. So thank you all very much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you all here next week. Go back. Go back.